This is Market Insights, the Market Pulse podcast by Oanda. I'm Johnny Hart, and this is the Market Insights Market Pulse podcast. Let's join Oanda Senior Market Analyst Ed Moyer in New York. Good afternoon from London. Good morning to you. Great to close out the week, the quarter, and also what has been a very volatile September. And we're also joined by our friend Trader Nick. How are you, Nick? I'm good, Johnny. Good to be back. Let's start with the latest PC numbers, which came out earlier today. And uh, of course, this report released amid growing concerns about inflationary pressures that could prompt the US Fed to adjust interest rates again. However, the numbers were actually pretty good. If you're hoping for a pause in rates, the index rose by 3.9%. That is a decrease from the revised 4.3% in July. So Ed, do I take it that is good news? I think uh, a lot of people are viewing milder core inflation as good news. It suggests that you possibly could see uh, the disinflation trend is firmly intact. I think when you take into consideration, we had some major downward revisions with personal consumption for the second quarter yesterday. It looks like the economy is slowing down, which is uh, what will be needed to uh, bring inflation back to Fed's target. And, And right now, there's a, a lot of optimism here that we're probably going to see that this is going to support the Fed into keeping rates on hold. Um, there's several other factors that, that could do that. Um, we have a potential government shutdown, which could delay key economic readings. So uh, this would be different than what we saw at the end of 2018 when we had a shutdown. This time, the Biden administration saying that uh, we might not be able to let the Bureau of Labor of Statistics uh, do their job. So we, we, we might not get non-farm payroll uh, next week if this government shutdown um, happens and extends deep into next week. And what gets even more interesting is if the shutdown lasts a couple weeks, uh, we might not even get the September inflation report. This is all you know, supporting a strong argument here that the Fed in, in November is not going to have possibly – uh, enough data to to make a decision to raise rates. So I think you, you're seeing investors become more confident that they're going to hold. And when you take a look at what happened in the bond market this week, it, this was pretty historic. We, we saw some, uh, I think everyone just jumped on that bond market sell-off and we saw treasury yields surge. European yields did too. Um, I think there was a lot of uh, concern with uh, Italy's uh, budget plan and that sent um, their you know, spread against the, the, the German Bund to, to over 200 basis points. So we're, we're having a lot of chaos in in fixed income. And I think as everyone is saying, higher for longer, higher for longer, we're, we're looking at a moment right now where we are seeing a little bit of exhaustion in that king dollar trade. Now, is it over? Well, the growth exceptionalism story is not going away. I think the U.S. is still very nicely positioned. I think there's still the base cases, soft landing could still happen. Um, and uh, I think right now this is traders are trying to get a sense of, you know, we've, we've seen uh, yield surge, stock sell off, dollar rally. And, um, you know, we're, we're, we're now facing, you know, a few different catalysts here that could help spur the move in, in other directions. So it's at the beginning of the week, everyone was saying $100 oil, $100 oil. 
you know, inflation pressures are, are going to prove to be sticky, but I think we, we are seeing more uh, substantial weakness in the economy. So I think there is optimism that that could continue. Is that the reason why oil is down today because of those PCE figures? I think when you consider how much of a one-way move this was with crude, um, you're, you're, you're seeing, I think, more of a uh, impact from uh, month end. I, I think right now this, this was the easiest trade across, you know, <laughs> as a multi-asset analyst, uh, oil was fairly uh, a one-way move. Um, you know, I think you, you have uh, a lot of people that are just kind of concerned about more more weakness in the the US I mean Ch- the, the data for China though is starting to to look a little bit better so what what uh, as far as the demand outlook goes that's going to change but I think today we, we also you know f- saw reports that you know Texas shale output is 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 really uh, taking off with crude production in the US near record levels you know we're, we're going to see more more supply come on board. Uh, so what, I think when we surpass the peak of 13 million barrels that we saw back in 2019, you know that that will help alleviate a little bit those concerns. But now the oil market still could remain extremely tight. I think uh, Russia's plans are really disrupting how the West uh, Western ports are, are possibly going to not see any more oil. <laughs> so um, I think the, the, the this is just more profit taking. This is more. Um, uh, a little bit of a unwind of, of just what was probably the, the best trade of the month. Um, and uh, I think oil prices, though, they should still remain supported. $100 is going to be a key barrier. You know, we fell a few dollars shy of it. But I mean, when you consider just uh, just seems like a couple months ago, we were debating, you know, are we going to trade between 70 and $80? And now we're at these current levels. Just to add to a lot that was said there, Ed, you know, today's PCE number was interesting. You mentioned oil being kind of the easier trade of the week. I definitely would agree. It's one of those things, you know, Saudi Arabia and Russia have been very transparent with their plans to keep supplies limited. And at the same time, uh, I wanted to touch back on the the PCE number, some inflationary numbers out of the U.S. uh, were actually preceded by European inflation numbers earlier today. Uh, I was, of course, asleep at the time. Uh, But when they came out, there was an interesting reaction to the markets. Um, You know, we saw cooling inflation in Europe. We saw, again, uh, as mentioned, the PCE number here today showing some signs of cooling. Uh, And this is ahead of next week's jobs numbers, which, uh, as you mentioned, Ed, uh, we've been talking about, I've talked about this with Craig on Wednesday. We talked just a little bit about how the shutdown could be impactful uh, to the labor, um, you know, numbers actually being released, which is a scary thought to think about. Uh, and Craig actually even suggested the idea that uh, what is the Fed going to do if it, if it does prolong to be a, a several multi-week kind of thing where um, salaries aren't being paid kind of thing? Is that going to lead to the Fed Uh, almost being backed into a corner to pause as they've reiterated over and over that they are so data dependent, right? If they don't have data coming through, um, what are they going to do? So I I thought that was kind of an interesting uh, thought to play around with as well. You know, if we don't get statistics uh, statistics next week or, um, you know, that sort of event plays out, uh, the question of, of how that impacts markets is is really interesting. Uh, in fact, Craig suggested that the idea being like, if the numbers don't come out and they don't have numbers to make decisions on, could that actually be uh, a, a higher likelihood of a hold until further notice? And that could be short-term 
stock market bullish. We also have uh, another thing that is kind of interesting to mention with all these numbers coming around. We also have uh, Q4 coming around here, as mentioned uh, by, by you earlier, Ed. What's kind of interesting about Q4, going back to 2020, Every year, uh, 2020, 21, 22, and now going into 23, seasonality has been really strong. We've seen the month of uh, September be down in all years from 2020 till now. And up until this year, 20, 21, 22, have all seen really strong Q4s. So it'll be interesting to see if that plays into the end of this segment. A lot of forces kind of rolling around at the same time, though. We still have inflationary pressures. The oil market is up. You know, that's going to keep pressure on the Fed, uh, you know, to, to, you know, as the oil being elevated for a suspended amount of time can kind of trickle down into core CPI. What do you think about all that, Ed? I think for one thing, um, the labor market is clearly uh, in slowdown mode. And I think that um, if we were to get the data, I think we were going to probably see uh, the softening of the labor market is firmly in place. Um, I think you're, you know, when you take a look at how the jolts number, I mean, we're, we've declined by more than 3 million. Um, so we're, 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 we're clearly seeing, um, you know, further, evidence here that that is is um, becoming more noticeable in the labor market when you take a look yes we have some specific stories like you know the uaw strike and you know potentially 30 percent let's say maybe they'll settle on 25 percent uh wage increases um but i think overall broadly um we're, we're, we're looking at a much more uh, weaker outlook for companies. I think margins are a bigger concern for next year. Earnings is going to be the key driver, I think, in 2024. So we're probably going to see um, some refrained uh, um, business investment. Uh, I think hiring is definitely uh, showing peak. And, you know, when you take a look at the, the consumer, um, consumer is much weaker. You know, the, whether it's if you're resuming your college, you know, debt payments, whether you're um, dealing with much more expensive credit card balances that, now that interest rates are so high, um, I think I think we're 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 clearly seeing here uh, a moment where you know the, the labor market direction is, is 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 firmly in place. It's it's it is softening. Um, so the, the the I think the you know market never I, I don't want to say never, but I mean it was heavily positioned for you know, a November 1st hold. And the question was, if inflation was still sticky in December, would that be the coin flip for a rate hike? So November was always a hold um, for, for, for I'd, I'd say, probably more than three quarters of the market. Uh, so so now I think we'll, we'll see. This will be most likely an easy Fed meeting, um, regardless of what happens, because we, we should see some more um, softer economic data points going forward. One thing I would also add to that concept of, you know, the November, uh, that's going to be a market mover for sure as expectations continue to play out there. Uh, but also on top of that, uh, the seasonality concept that I mentioned, uh, you know, the, the Q4 stuff. What is kind of interesting is uh, I was listening to, I can't remember where I heard this, but somebody was speaking about how Amazon is expecting to hire a tremendous amount of workforce going into this Q4 period uh, due to the 
rise in demand from the consumer. Now, I, I find that really interesting, Ed, because right now we see a, a weakening consumer in the United States and probably other places as well. We see a weakening consumer. You know, gas prices are higher, as, as mentioned previously. Um, you know, the inflation has taken a toll on consumers. And as we've talked about many times on the podcast, we also have uh, student debt uh, back to, uh, you know, back on. So people are paying down their interest. So that cuts into uh, consumers' ability to spend as well. I wonder with this Q4, uh, again, there is expected uh, increase in consumer demand due to just the the holidays and the demand that comes with that. Uh, I wonder how all of that will play into uh, how Q4 actually turns out. Again, many companies expecting record uh, record hits, record years uh, with, with e-commerce and that sort of thing. I'm very curious to see if that seasonal trend will play out as it has in the last couple years, or if this year might be a little rockier. Uh, but again, I, I think I, you would agree in terms of November with the, the Fed likely to be a hold. And uh, you know, if there is any sort of shutdown, possibly to Craig's mention, possibly an even more likely hold, uh, but should be interesting to see what happens. Do you think any of the the consumer weakness that is fearful and and the you know the job hiring stuff? Do you think that impacts markets at all? You know, I think for most of the last twenty years, we've seen you know everyone knows Americans love to spend. You know, I, I think you know our, our our spending is is historically very strong in the fourth quarter. Um, but when you take a look at the overall outlook and there's been some research that's been done, some people already started, um, their holiday shopping in August. Um, I think there's a good reason to anticipate that, uh, um, we're going to see retail holiday hiring drop to, to some low levels. Um, I think, uh, one report suggested, uh, to the lowest level since um, the global financial crisis. Um, so Amazon is just one one company. Yes, two hundred fifty thousand jobs is is a, that's a big number, but uh, Amazon's a different beast. Uh, so so I, I think that you'll you'll see that uh, um, there's there's I think a lot of concern that we're we're going to see um, much more weaker uh, holiday trends. Um, I think uh, household savings, they've been dwindling now. <laughs> you know, every week it's different, uh, but it seems that, um, you know, low middle income households, those those excess savings are gone. High, they're still above 8% above, you know, pan, pre-pandemic levels. So I think that uh, you're, you're, you're going to see uh, much more, um, I think, weakness uh, this this fourth quarter. And I mean, we heard from Foot Locker, we heard from Nike, we heard from some, uh, you know, handful of retailers and uh, consumers are going to be frugal. <laughs> so so I think, um, you know, there's, there's good reason to anticipate that uh, demand destruction is happening and that that should allow uh, for the disinflation process to continue. Um, now will higher oil prices will, you know, if we're still seeing job growth, you know, in, in, in December, uh, you know, I think that's just going to bolster the soft landing belief because I think, um, inflation is, is likely to fall below 3%, possibly, um, you know, around, I think, by the end of the winter, let's say, uh, but uh, th- this is this is a market that uh, I think we're we're I think it's almost priced in. Uh, 
but uh, I think it, it'll be it'll be a lot harder environment for equities. I think in 2024 because when you take a look at the expectations coming into this year, where earnings growth was, how earnings underperformed, and with where expectations are, you know, we're we're we have a lot of risks to the outlook. In addition to a presidential election, which is going to complicate everything as well. Guys, we mentioned earlier about the uh, U.S. government shutdown and how that could affect uh, next week considerably. We've got uh, non-farm payroll on Friday and some other data as well uh, earlier on in the week. So uh, briefly, uh, look ahead to next week. But of course, next week will be a bit of a non-event should the shutdown go ahead. Yeah, no, I mean... Watching that situation will certainly be uh, interesting if there is, is some some hold or some pause on the data. Uh, assuming assuming that there is not a hold on the data, there's several things to keep an eye on. And some stuff outside of the U.S., you have the Australian Central Bank uh, releasing their, their cash rate. Uh, you have manufacturing PMI for the U.S. on Monday, uh, which could give us a little bit of a follow-up info on the GDP numbers that we had this week. We had 2.1% GDP growth uh, compared to the 2.2% that was expected this week. So that could be interesting. You have Jolt's job openings, as we alluded to a little bit earlier uh, in the podcast, uh, that's been slowing, as Ed mentioned. So it'd be interesting to see if there's some follow through there. But again, this is all uh, kind of optimistically saying if we do get all these uh, data points, it should be an interesting uh, week, especially with the NFP numbers that come out on Friday. Okay, thank you very much, guys. Have a very good weekend. And we will speak to you again next week. Thanks, Johnny. Thanks, Johnny. Market Insights, the Market Pulse podcast by Oanda.